It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to welcome you to this special podcast series I'm running in January 2020 on 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. In this series, I will give you one tactic, tip, or strategy that you can incorporate into your compliance program each day in the month of January. Each podcast will be relatively short, seven to nine minutes, with three key takeaways at the end. At the end of 31 days, you will have multiple actionable steps that you can take to improve your compliance program. I hope you will stay with me during the entire 31 days, and I hope you find this series useful to improve your corporate compliance program. Thanks so much for listening. Day one, what 2019 brought to compliance programs. The year 2019 was a significant year for every compliance practitioner and corporate compliance program. Not only was it the year with the single highest amount of FCPA enforcement actions, fines, and penalties assessed against corporations, but it also saw the greatest number of individual prosecutions. Yet perhaps most significantly, there were three releases of information by the federal government which directly impacted compliance professionals in 2019. Two came from the Department of Justice and one came from the Department of Treasury, Office of Foreign Asset Control, or OFAC. These three guidances contributed to the moving forward and continued evolution of what constitutes a best practice compliance program. In April, the Criminal Division released the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs Guidance Document. It should be mandatory reading for every chief compliance officer, compliance practitioner, and professional, or any other person interested in the latest thinking of the Department of Justice on what constitutes a best practices compliance program. The 2019 guidance document then goes on to pose three fundamental questions that prosecutors must begin their analysis with, and it demonstrates how it will inform compliance practitioners on their compliance programs. Number one, is the corporation's compliance program well-designed? Number two, is the program applied earnestly and in good faith? And number three, does the corporation's compliance program work? For the compliance practitioner, this means under prong one, there should be an assessment of the adequacy and effectiveness of the corporation's compliance program. Under prong two, does the company maintain an effective ethics and compliance program? And under prong three, is there sufficient evidence that the compliance program works in practice through ongoing monitoring and continuous improvement? A clear focus of the 2019 guidance document was culture. Culture needs to be assessed, managed, and improved. The DOJ recognition that its culture, which drives ethics and compliance, is critical to the success of any best practices compliance program. In June, the Department of Treasury Office of Foreign Asset Controls, or OFAC, released a framework for OFAC compliance commitments. It is guidance for those entities seeking to comply with sanctions 
through a sanctions compliance program. Mike Volkoff, one not normally associated with Hyberpole, calls this a game changer. OFAC itself said the OFAC framework strongly encourages companies subject to its jurisdiction to take a risk-based approach to sanctions compliance by developing, implementing, and routinely updating a sanctions compliance program. OFAC recognizes that all businesses are different in size, sophistication, products, services, customers, counterparties, and geographic location. To this end, each compliance program should not be a cookie-cutter, off-the-shelf solution. OFAC's related that each corporate compliance program should be predicated on and incorporate at least five essential components of compliance. Number one, management commitment. Number two, risk assessment. Number three, internal controls. Number four, testing and auditing. And number five, training. The biggest addition for the anti-bribery, anti-corruption compliance professional from the OFAC framework was around a much wider body and definition of third parties. OFAC focuses simply not on the sales side with agents, representatives, and distributors, but also on vendors and customers. Given the increasing number of FCPA enforcement actions involving these other types of third parties, every anti-bribery, anti-corruption compliance professional needs to move in this direction. The third of the triumvirate of releases on compliance programs came from the Department of Justice Antitrust Division, when it released its Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs and Criminal Antitrust Investigations, or the Antitrust Compliance Program Guidance. Following these release, the first two releases of the Criminal Division's Anti-Bribery Anti-Corruption Guidance and the OFAC Guidance, these three documents go a long way in cementing the need for robust and effective compliance programs. For the compliance professional, the most significant addition from the Antitrust Compliance program guidance was in the area of periodic review, monitoring, and auditing, which mandated a clear advance in data and data analytics for antitrust compliance programs. The antitrust division expects a company to actively look for violations through detection and prevention. It stated, does the company use any type of screen, communications monitoring tool, or statistical testing designed to identify potential antitrust violations? Both the traditional approach of monitoring and interviewing coupled with a statistical analysis to see if there are any anomalies should be used by the anti-bribery, anti-corruption compliance professional to review information in their organization to see if there were any indications of FCPA violations. The bottom line is there is much for the anti-bribery, anti-corruption compliance practitioner to learn from the antitrust compliance program as well as the OFAC framework. Data analytics, transaction monitoring, and statistical analysis are all tools which need to be incorporated into an anti-bribery, anti-corruption compliance program. Each of these tactics will improve not only your compliance program, but make your business processes run more efficiently and, at the end of the day, more profitably. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, the 2019 anti bribery and a corruption guidance asks three key questions of every compliance program and adds a mandate for culture assessment, management, and improvement. Number two, the OFAC framework mandates third parties, not simply in the sales cycle, but also in the vendors from the supply chain and customers. And number three, the antitrust division compliance evaluation adds a requirement for data analytics 
in not only monitoring, but also continuous improvement. This is Tom Fox. Thank you for listening to day one of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I hope you'll join me tomorrow where we take up another topic. This special podcast series, 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program, is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks again for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.